Welcome to the How Justice is Served podcast with attorney Jed Kurzban. If you're a practicing attorney or a business person who needs to persuade others when the stakes are high, this is the podcast for you. Whether you stand in the courtroom or the boardroom, Jed will teach you how to persuade people when it really matters. Listen as Jed shares keen insights, life lessons, and memorable stories, all delivered with a dose of humor. Here's your host, Jed Kurzban. Well, I'm sitting down once again with Jed Kurzban. He is the author of How Justice is Served. And Jed, you you talk a lot about interactions between attorneys and jurors and that dynamic there. So um, when you find yourself in the courtroom and you maybe look onto that jury panel and you see somebody that's got their arms crossed and they look kind of grumpy, how do you break through that wall that they might have up and really get them to, to hear what you have to say, hear your case? How do you do that? It's a good question. And it happens. And uh, to be quite frank, I've you know lost two trials in my career, both because juries, I just could not get them to understand what I wanted them to understand. I could not connect with them. Um, it's a famous quote, Nelson Mandela says, I've never lost, I win or I learn. And I believe that very truly. So I learn from these mistakes and I'm very thorough in my voir dire when I pick a jury to get questions and answers that I think I can use later on at trial. So the idea of trial is to make it personal to the juror without saying this is personal to you. And so if I can, if I did a good job in picking my jury and have good questions, I may find out that this older, cranky, you know, woman juror who's looking at me, mean and arms crossed, not happy with me. And I'm able to look at my notes and remember that she had a grandson who got hurt in a bicycle accident, let's say. And so I will try to make it personal to them and say, you know, in this medical practice case, as I'm doing my direct, you know, doctor, I know that we're finding this gentleman's, you know, gallbladder has been affected what are the things he can or can't do with his children? And he'll say, well, he has no limitations. And I'll look at my juror and say, what if you had a, a grandchild that loved to ride a bike? I'll look at the juror. And now he can't run with his grandchild. We can't teach him to ride a bike. Is there any way to overcome the pain he has from the gallbladder? Because maybe in his family, riding a bike is where they get their joy. They go on bike rides on Sundays. And if I can make it personal, that cranky juror may go, well, I like the bike ride. And so you have to make it personal without saying, I'm making it personal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's difficult at times. And it really comes down to, as I said before, the single most important part of any trial is picking a jury. And Vordar is where you do that. And Vordar is where you get these good notes to overcome things that may not be going your way with a particular juror. Now, you also bring up that, especially with medical malpractice cases, you bring in experts and have them um, speak on what they're an expert on. And so how do you how do you pick a good expert? What makes a good expert witness? And then also, oftentimes, the other side is going to try and dissect your your expert and kind of attack them. So how do you counteract that attack on an expert? So a lot of times in my book, we talk about like certain codes. People have certain lizard brain codes of how they think. And if I know a doctor is a very, very busy doctor, then I need to get an expert who's also been busy in his life and can explain the difference between being busy and 
caring more about making 300 extra dollars than taking care of a patient. Um, so it, it, it's different for different cases. Most of my experts, because of my reputation, what I've done for the last 25 years, most of mine come from teaching hospitals, which I like, because jurors want to know, they want to learn, and teachers are the best at that. So I'll go to teaching hospitals like, you know, Harvard, you know, communicate Harvard School of Medicine, or John Hopkins or Baylor, and get doctors that practice and teach. I think they make great experts. But I need to also make them more human, more everyday human, because doctors are not always great at being sort of an everyday man. Mm -hmm. And so defendants tend to get sort of these professional experts that they just use over and over and over. And I'm able to destroy and tear them apart because they've testified 17 times in three years and made $2 million testifying. And it's more than I made and more than I testify. And I'm a lawyer. Right. What kind of doctor are you? Um, other ones are be very good doctors. You got to take the time. And there's a, a case that I remember well and always will. And it's a case where I had a, a client had kidney disease and they brought in an expert to say it was this very rare type of cancer called light chain multiple myeloma. And this expert literally called himself Mr. Myeloma. And when I had Mr. Myeloma on stand and I was doing this case with my father early in my career, I did a lot of research and I found out that this guy had written a bunch of papers describing literally a time frame of how myeloma works. And based on his own research, we showed that my client technically should be dead hmm. because based on the timeline of Mr. Myeloma, my client should be dead. And so my father said, I'm lucky to work with as a great lawyer. He, he actually said to Mr. Myeloma, I've done this mathematics on the research and I know you've done it well. And so my client by your own admission should be dead now. Um, my client, can you raise your hand and prove you're not dead? this he goes are you sure you're not dead because you're supposed to be dead according to mr myeloma he goes i'm i'm not dead are you sure take a moment make sure and your reaction was the jury's reaction they were right. laughing and snickering and and mr myeloma was well <laughs> there are exceptions mm -hmm. uh, okay or he doesn't have this rare disease he has this kidney disease that was misdiagnosed which is why he had dialysis and kidney transplant that's the other option right or where he's dead well it could be that but i still think it's my disease mm. okay well one more time are you sure you're not dead client i'm sure i'm not dead no i'm i'm here okay mr marlon thank you for your time you've been terrific really appreciate you coming and that's one of my favorite experts. It's, how do you defend that? It's pretty good. So, you know, you need to prepare your expert for these attacks as well. And I love experts that are really well-trained, really smart, generally do teaching on their own, come out of really respected institutions, and, and they make the best experts. And I prepare them, you know, I prepare them because I question them as I think a jury would. I just ask them questions and they got to be able to answer me. If they can't answer me or they say, you know, I don't know, find out. Why don't we talk in a week and you'll tell me. Hmm. And I'll so, spend the time and money to prepare them that way. What are some of the um, forms of, of legal quicksand? You use that phrase as well. What are those legal quicksand traps that people can find themselves in? So there are several. The most 
current kind of fad quicksand moment is what's called a Daubert challenge, which is a, a really terrible standard where experts are required to prove that their conclusion is based on facts that are reliable and come from reliable information. Okay, well, in theory, that sounds good, but go to the Cancer Society of America and say, hey, prove to me when cancer started. They really can't. And these are the best in the world. But there are certain medical things you just can't prove. And so it's it's quicksand to have your, your expert be very honest and say, I don't know when the cancer started. Well, there's a two-year statute of limitation. And if you can't prove it happened in the last two years, your case will get thrown out. Yeah. So you have to be able to prepare them to understand that this is sort of legal quicksand to trap them. And that, yes, they're honest. They may not know. But give me a conclusion you think is reasonably reliable based on medicine well i mean if as an expert reliability wise i'd say it probably happened about 16 months ago well now you can't get thrown out as opposed to no one can really tell you the answer to that in truth no one can tell you the answer to that cancer is different but then you could never ever sue for misdiagnosis because even the cancer society won't guarantee you when cancer started so those are like, that's one legal quicksand. Another one may be in a product where it's such a revolutionary product that there is no scientific data on the product. So how can I prove the product is bad if it's so new, there's no testing on the product. So I would say you company, you should have done the testing. Right. No, we didn't, but we know it's safe. How do you know it's safe if you never did the testing? But then they'll move to exclude your expert or to kick out your case and say, Mr. Kurzban can't prove it's not safe. Hmm. Well, Your Honor, my proof is look at my client who lost his vision. Yeah. Well, that's not really proof. So I need to you need to prepare your expert to say this loss of vision is what we feared in a product that has this chemical in it. Hmm. And since this chemical's in this product, whether they tested it or not, we know the chemical can cause blindness and we see the client that used it as blind. I can reasonably conclude the product caused this. Hmm. But you need to prepare your, client, your experts to say that under oath or they can be thrown out by the judge. Right, which is obviously not what anybody wants. <laughs> well, Jed, I appreciate your time and just sharing your expertise with us. You can pick up a copy of Jed's book, How Justice is Served, on Amazon. Jed, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the How Justice is Served podcast with Jed Kurzban. Learn more or get a copy of Jed's book when you reach out to him at kktplaw.com. That's kktplaw.com.